So it's like what's what's being replaced? I think it's obviously there's there's all these things that it could be replacing, but what's not being replaced is this ability to be creative. Yeah. Think creatively, learn how to do prompts, understand technology, how it works, and leverage it to your best of abilities. Don't fight it. You can't you can't fight this stuff. Like it is happening. It's happening whether we like it or not. Yeah. So let's just join the bandwagon and get onto it. Here's the scoop from a marketing and sales conference in America, which will put you ahead of the game. You're listening to the Marketing Mentors podcast brought to you by Red Pandas Digital. I'm Linda and Tasha is back from America. Woohoo! Hi, T. So today we thought it would be such a good idea to talk about the They Ask You Answer Summit that you attended last week in Chicago. Yes. Now we know America are very ahead of the game Mm. in marketing when everything really. (laughs) So (laughs) at least five years. (laughs) Yeah, at least five years. So today's going to be more of like an interview style question and answer because I know that there are just so many gems that you took away from that conference and I'm sure everybody would benefit listening to this yep so um just to give everybody a bit of background the they ask you answer conference is a business event for ceos organizational leaders content creators marketing agencies it's a three-day conference held in chicago and it covers topics um across all digital marketing really but heavily on content creation ai as you guys will hear today of course, it goes very heavy into Marcus's book and framework of They Ask You Answer and then also video and sales. Yes. So, T, with that being said, you consumed so much stuff. Mm. Really hard question to start with, but like what's your biggest takeaway from the They Ask You Answer Summit? Um, thanks, Lynn. That was an awesome intro. And, yeah, it was, it was an incredible, incredible event to be a part of as a, an attendee, but then also because it was held by our acquired company Impact, we were you know pretty much running it as well with them. So it was really, really exciting. And yeah, lots of lots of takeaways. But I think yeah. the biggest one, if you you know um, forced me to tell you what the biggest one is in terms of what I think is happening over in America that needs to be happening here soon, which will be happening soon. And if we can get ahead of it, then I think that's going to be incredible is the, is the use of AI. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds buzzy and it's like, oh, yeah, but I know I know this, Tash. No, no, it's, it's so much more than just chat GPT. It is using AI amongst anything and everywhere that you possibly can and having a growth mindset to using AI right. and not closing your, your, your mind off to, oh, no, that's too hard, put in the too hard bucket. No, 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 no. Yep. You can't put in the too hard bucket because it is, it is here, it is happening we are using it as we speak yeah. and we need to – we don't have to understand the ins and outs of it, but we need to understand how it can improve efficiencies and change the way we work. It's changing the way we work right now. Yeah. And there was a whole day dedicated to it at this conference. Wow. A whole day. And we had uh, Paul Rotzer, who is the author of Marketing Marketing Artificial Intelligence, an incredible book. I know Moby's about to finish reading it and then I think you're next. I'm going to read it as well. And there is – and that's just – that was written, I think, just under a year ago. And it's like, it's not outdated yet, but it will be soon enough because this stuff is moving so quickly. Mm-hmm. And so it's following the right people, using the right tools, connect, rubbing shoulders with the right people that are in the space yep. and really leveraging the power that AI has for your industry. And it's, yep. and it's not just sales and marketing. It can be used anywhere and everywhere. Right. So interesting. I mean, I feel like I've gone 
on like peaks and troughs when it comes to how I feel towards yeah, AI. Fair enough. And it's probably because I don't utilize it well enough just yet yep. anyway. When it comes to helping me in my day-to-day work, yep. I've not found the right integrations, the right tools. Yep. And I know that there's so many advancements, yeah. right, which we're about to come into. But how do you feel towards AIT, like especially after that conference? Like did you feel a way about it prior and then after hearing about its capabilities, do you feel different or were you always on the AI train? Yeah, really good question, Linda. I think going into it, I knew that AI was something that I had to get my head around a little bit better than what it already was. And And I had an idea of its benefit and value to a business, but not to the point that I I have it now. And yeah. like I was in that talk by Paul um, Rotzer and I was thinking, holy shit, like I'm, I'm scared at how much I don't know and how much we should be doing and how much we're not doing. Mm-hmm. But the beauty is, is they gave us a real good game plan as yeah. to how to roll it out within the business and how to keep adaptable because I think that's key. You need to keep adaptable. That growth mindset applies to this. Yeah. And um, I would definitely say my opinion's changed. I'm of a, I'm of a, an opinion that if I can find an AI to do what I do, yeah, then like that is maximizing my efficiencies and using 21st century technology within your business. Right. And that's what the Americans are working on right now. Yeah. That's what they're working on right now. So that's going to happen here. Like they haven't finessed it yet. Will they ever? Who knows? But if we can take a page out of that book and just start using it a little bit more in our day to day, that's just one step closer. Yeah. So you mentioned Chat GPT. Did they talk much on Chat GPT yeah. and how you should be using it? Yeah, I think the key thing um, that I took away from Chat GPT was finding, obviously, using it, number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, I think the key is in the prompts and yeah. how you talk to Chat GPT. Uh, one thing to really take note of is that you have to educate the the uh, the AI. You can't just pick it up and say, you know, write me in a. Um, if you're familiar with Marcus Sheridan's, you know, Big Five content, you can't just say, write me a Big Five piece of content. You have to teach it what Big Five is. You have to teach it what they ask you answer philosophy is. You have to educate a, a an AI. And if you're familiar with ChatGPT, along the left hand side, you've got your different threads. Those threads are, think of them as your topics. So if you have one topic topic thread that's on big five content, maybe it's on the cost mm-hmm. uh, content piece, you've educated it and every time you go back to that thread, it remembers and it learns right. and it builds upon what you've taught it before. Yeah. So it's only getting more and more powerful. So, right. so it's very surface level, I guess, yeah. the takeaway is when you go in there, maybe you get it to write you an article, it will produce that for you and it will create efficiencies by producing that article. But where the real gold sits here is actually teaching it to kind of revisit yep. concepts that exist on the website and then yep. within that same thread, then kind of prompt it to do exactly. what you need it to do. Yep. So within the same thread, prompt some questions. Yep. So that way, when you get to what you actually want to be asking ChatGPT, it's kind of learnt all this information oh, yeah. prior. Yeah, spot on. Yeah. Uh, I know with the paid version as well, you can chuck in links as well. So you can ask the bot to go and review a page and then come back with a summary of that page. Again, if it's in the same thread, it's now got this built knowledge that you can tap into and say, talk about this, talk about that, bring this into it, write a comparisons, tell me more. So it's, wow. yeah, it's quite interesting. And I, yeah. I'm pretty sure what we got from this um, conference is that it's going to eventually be able to read videos and basically say, review this video and give me a SparkNote summary. I think there's also technology being worked on now, which is like, 
review this, you know, 5,000-page book and give me a summary on it. Wow. So this is the stuff that they're talking about. This is the stuff that they're working on. Yeah. Um, and what we've been exposed to through ChatGPT 4 or up until 4 yeah. is just like just scratching the surface level. Mm-hmm. But this is – I think one uh, one thing I remember from that conference was that the the um, – the, the pace that this technology is advancing is uncomprehendable for our human brains. Yeah. We cannot, we can't fathom it. We just can't. Our brains are not yeah. able to do it. So, I mean, even just being on Google and going yeah. into news and like having AI search term in there, yeah. like the amount of new articles that get released with daily. AI yeah. daily, it's crazy yeah. how quick it's like, it's yeah. actually scary. Exactly. And I think one another key thing that came out of this is it's easy to be overwhelmed by yeah, it, yeah. but there is a tactic which I'm going to apply. I think there's a template coming out. When I find that template, I will link it to these show notes. And I'm sure this is not the last that we're talking about it, but it's a template which essentially allows you in your own roles, everyone's got their own roles and their own tasks that they have to do. Think about what those tasks are and where and how they could potentially be replaced. How repetitive are they? How much time do you spend on them? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there is, um, there's a bunch of resources out there. Again, I'll link to them in this particular show note, but resources around what to subscribe to, to stay up to date with, you know, AI um, advancements and, and movements. For me particularly, I'm the HubSpot lead of the business, so I need to make sure that anything that is advanced within HubSpot's AI space, I'm across so I can deploy it for my team and my clients. So we know that, HubSpot's using ChatGPT4 to build a ChatSpot function, Mm -hmm. which allows you to, you know, really quickly ask ChatSpot, build me a report on my leads that have come into the system this month. And like 30 seconds later, you have a report. That's amazing. I love that. I would so be using that. Linda's like, I need this. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, trust me. It'll cut down our report time for clients by a huge amount. Wow. Um, So there's a lot out there. There's a lot out there. So I think you need to not get consumed with how much is out there, but really just focus on your industry and your niche yeah. and how you can use it to um, to help you maximise your efficiencies. You don't need to know everything, mm-hmm. just one or two things. Yeah. Um, another thing that we're using internally is Avoma. It's a call recording yeah. function. We've been using this for a little while, Linda. And yeah. recently with um, AI, it's gotten better and better at summarising meeting notes and figuring out what the actions are for meetings. I love that, yeah. And then it yeah, pings yeah. you after the meeting it, saying, here's your actions It's so amazing. You, you, Yeah, it pings you your actions. You can actually see a visual kind of bar that's color-coded and it will pinpoint, you know, a pain point yeah. maybe that a client brought up. Because someone maybe raised their voice a little bit in yeah, the session. Yeah, or it, it'll kind of understand the, the intros yep. and then kind of categorize the first five minutes exactly. into an intro. Like it's so amazing the way it's able to do determine the different elements of a meeting and it's gotten better it's going to get better for you Moby myself because we've been using it for so long so it's really similar to that prompt and Mm -hmm. that channel it's only going to get better because the AI is learning from us yeah super scary but also so 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 exciting so exciting because it's like where else can this take take us yeah like here we thought oh no you know AI will never replace strategy I'm I'm starting to that was my opinion like six months ago Mm -hmm. it is not anymore I think AI can be strategic now because it's learning off of us. It's like right. it's us on steroids. It's crazy. I can't even <laughs> I can't even get there, but it's it's inspiring. Um, another thing that we are going to implement soon mm-hmm. um, is replacing big stock. So that's yep. our stock image. If you have ever had to look for a stock image, you know <laughs> you know the pain. The pain. You know the pain. Um, and 
I'm always going to say use real images, but um, Mid Journey, if you haven't looked into it yet, Mid Journey is the AI for imagery. So -hmm. you can go to Mid Journey and say something like, you know, give me a image of a woman that's pregnant with brown hair, blue eyes, and she has a blue dress on and a toe ring. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Very specific. So will it give you the toe ring? (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. The more specific you are, the better that prompt is, the better it will be. And again, you get your image. If it's not the image you're after, you can train the AI to give you a better image. Right. Okay. And and build off and modify that original image just like ChatGPT. Exactly. It's it's literally ChatGPT but for imagery. Wow. Again, I know they're working on stuff like that for video content. So you go in there and you explain what type of video you want and then like all of a sudden there's a video in front of you that is yours and you can use i actually have been talking to clients about that as well yeah which is just so handy yeah from an efficiency point of view yeah i mean if you can hit the mark with an ai video which sometimes it can hit the mark why not so it's like what's what's being replaced i think it's obviously there's there's all these things that it could be replacing but what's not being replaced is this ability to be creative yeah think creatively learn how to do prompts, understand technology, how it works and leverage it to your best of abilities. Don't fight it. You can't, you can't fight this stuff. Like it is happening. It's happening whether we like it or not. Yeah. So let's just join the bandwagon and get onto it. This is stuff that's going to come in a couple of months, maybe years. We know that Australia is behind in this stuff. Yeah. Um, so we've got time. I think if you're listening to this, we're ahead of the bell curve right now and now's the time to get onto it. Because, like, mark my words, two, three, four years, the rest of Australia will be doing this stuff. Right. So there's that's that's exciting. Um, yeah. I feel like there was something else I wanted to say on AI. No, I think – oh, yeah, no, there is one more thing. So one thing that did come out of that, uh, that AI session that was very, very interesting is someone asked, well, who owns this stuff? Obviously, when you go to right. Big Stock, you purchase um, an image and, you know, you then have rights to use it. My understanding is right now there's no – I think it's literally all going to Senate. It's all being talked about right now. But right now there's no ownership over it. If you create something out of AI, you mm-hmm. don't legally own that. Yeah. So, therefore, someone could, in theory, if you, especially the best example is if you create your business logo on AI, mm-hmm. like using MidJourney, you don't technically own it. So, another right. business can go and use that logo and make it their own if they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, be conscious of things like that. And also because this technology is moving so fast, so quickly, no one really knows much. Um, Another thing that's coming out of this is what's called an AI policy. Mm -hmm. So it's how we use AI at our business. It's very much similar like a data protection policy. You know, when you go to someone's website and they've got privacy policy down the bottom, same thing, but for AI. We use AI to create content. We use AI to create imagery, videos, like whatever it is. Mm. It's having the business's AI policy. When you come to me, Linda, or Luca comes to you and says, can I do this with AI? Yep, sure. It's something that we sure. encourage. We want us to use it. So yeah, yeah. it's giving some people some boundaries because let's be real, humans need some lines and, and rules sometimes because otherwise we just we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. And we get, you know, overstep. So I love that. Oh my gosh. There is so much. So there. Jean. <laughs> I want to use AI. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. Where are we sitting at? Okay, beautiful. What are your biggest content takeaways? Yeah, cool. So obviously being a sales and marketing conference, there was a like a heavy amount of content on there. Yep. Um, and it's not new. This is not new, but videos. Videos, 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 more videos, and a little bit more videos. Um, <laughs> it's probably something that just kept coming up. 
And it's funny how many of my clients I still see today not using videos yeah, and not wanting to use videos. Mm -hmm. It's like how can you stand out from all of your competitors if you're not using videos? Mm. Yes, there's all different types of videos um, and I'm going to talk about just a few that make the most sense to I think um, sales and marketers. Yeah, uh, The first one is a bio video, so B-I-O, like biography video. Yeah, The reason why I talk about that one is because when we are selling or when someone is checking you out for your products and services, they want to know who you are. Yeah, and who they're going to be talking to. Who am I going to be talking to? What do they look like? Are they pretty? Are they good looking? Are they not pretty? <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Obviously, yeah. that's very surface level. But it's yeah, like yeah. they want to know who you are. What do you yeah. sound like? Um, get a feel for who this content trainer is that's going to be work that I'm going to be working with. Mm. I've gotten into a bit of a habit where I get when I get a new HubSpot client, I flick them over a one-to-one -one video, just an intro. Hey, I'm Tasha. I'm going to be doing your onboarding. Um, you know, make sure you read this article and show up to the meeting on time. Like yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a bit of an expectation setting type of video, but it's still giving them an inclination as to who I am, yeah. how I present, what to expect, um, you know, what my voice sounds like, that type of thing, what mm -hmm. my background looks like. Because people want to know who they're talking to. Yeah. People want to build trust with you before they even know you. So from a, that's from a, when you're delivering, like you've, you've won the deal, you've got a new client, manage expectations. But yeah. From a sales point of view, like when we're selling content coaching and training, mm. I would love to be able to either one, ping them through a video that says, hey, here's Linda, here's, she's our head of content, she'll be your coach, um, learn who she is. Or even before that happens, I'll guarantee you they'll be checking it out anyway because they'll be like, oh, yeah. who's this Linda chick? And then they'll go and see you, see what you like, see what you do. Um, it's just building, it's working on building that trust more. And guys, for anyone listening... <laughs> We have to clarify, a bio video is not an about us a video. Yes. <laughs> because yeah, yeah. I still have companies yeah. coming up to me and saying, Linda, this month, like, I'd love to create an about us video. We don't have it on it. And it's like, no one cares no about one, your company. No one cares. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about your company. They care about the people. Yes. yes. And that bio video will focus specifically yeah. on individual people, which yeah. is important and people do yeah. care about, but they don't care about your company. Yeah. So this is your mission, not the same thing. Or your values. Yeah. <laughs> or your service. Well, they care about your services, but they're different types of videos. But also, if you don't have an about us, a general about us video, you've just got bio videos and someone leaves, it's much easier to just get rid of their bio video than edit them out of an actual about us video. Mm -hmm. But no, it's a really good point. I think, you know what? If you don't feel that way, go on Google Analytics, yep. look at your about page and see how many people go to that page. Oh, I'm going to tell you it's going to be very, very low. Yeah. Then create a meet your team page, mm -hmm. have bio videos on there and yep. individual profiles, compare the traffic for the two over a substantial period of time. I love that. And then there's your answer. That's a that's a <laughs> that's great, Linda. That's honestly very, very good tangible feedback. We don't have that. We are working on that. It's literally yep. something in our pipeline we are working on. We are gonna start doing bio videos. Heads up, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at Looking our, around look, the office. Looked at our, our video team because uh, they'll be helping us out with those. Look pretty next um, Friday. Yeah, no. pretty much. Linda's going first. Um, <laughs> but no, look, this is stuff that we're le we've learned this from America. Yeah. They're doing it. It is working. We're going to start doing it. Yeah. This is why I'm, I'm sharing it with you guys. What else, T, from a um, content point of view? What was your other yeah, big takeaway? The other big one, and this is might be might be seen as controversial, but um, <laughs> it's a content piece around who we don't work with. So uh, creating content that is Interesting. relevant. Yeah, clearly stating the people that we don't serve. 
What's an example of that? So, for example, on our Red Pandas pricing page, yep. we might have a section which literally says we might not be a right fit for you if you're a solopreneur. You can't, uh, you know, you, you don't have a budget of $7,500 a month to, you know, do the coaching and training that we yep. offer. So it's being very explicit with who you work with. Wow. So that one, we don't we don't end up wasting time with tire kickers, and mm-hmm. we. It's funny because I feel like it elevates your authority yeah. when you start to say, "Look," and and you're not being cocky about it; you're just being honest. Yeah, we just. I guess it's how it's positioned. Exactly, because it's how it's I have seen companies do that, yeah. and it can come across in that way. Yeah, but there's a very safe, friendly way to also position this. Yeah, 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 exactly, and. You know, we, and that's why we might use the words like we might not be a good fit for each other. And sometimes, Linda, like I've, yep. I don't do a lot of sales, but when I'm in those sales calls, it's very clear yep. someone's not a fit for us when they start dissecting the $7,500 and think they can get it for five hundred because <laughs> they only need a little bit of this. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Looks yep. like we're not a good fit. So it's, yep. it's, just, it's just being honest and, and, um, and educating your prospects yep. that we're not a good fit for X, Y, Z reasons. And I guess it it kind of shows through what you just said, T, that trickle-on effect as to how this really affects the business. You know, having that information on that page means that you can avoid those conversations that you're having with unfit clients, yep. you know, and save that hour of your day. Yeah, spot on. Multiple hours of your day. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. So weeding out the bad fits sooner yep. by just having really transparent messaging. That's it. Not only focusing on, your ICPs when it comes to who you're creating content for, but also allowing time for your maybe bottom of funnel pages to make sure that you do have information on there. Yep. Where it's like, you know, we are open and transparent. With that being said, we don't serve these people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yep. I I love that. that. Yeah. Ditto. (laughs) Um, But yeah, those, those are the key things, Linda. I think AI is huge. AI is huge. Like if you didn't hear the passion in mine and even your voice, you got into it. So (laughs) we're, we're excited to see where that takes us. This will not be the last time we talk about it. Mm. Um, So that's a big one. The, the bio video. So I think the uh, the underpinning theme for bio videos is trust. Keep working on trust with your prospects Mm -hmm. and using video is the way that you're going to do that. What's more trusting than seeing someone's face, hearing their voice and learning about who they are? So trust is a big one. Is there a length where you recommend for bio videos? Oh, I, I can minute, imagine minute you wouldn't want them very long. No, yeah. no, no yeah. not very long. As much as we all like to talk about ourselves for a very, very long amount of time. <laughs> Some more than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Linda. Um, no, keep them keep them short. A minute, yeah. a minute and a half max. Yeah. We don't we don't need to know all that much. <laughs> it's normally just you don't not, need to know your neighbor's name. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, just a little little bit about you, what you do with the business, and you know what you love seeing within your clients, that type yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Um, and the other one is creating content that helps. I guess, qualify and deem people as um, serviceable or unserviceable. So who we do and don't work with. But yeah, I love that. Any final comments? I do have one. So if (laughs) Steph is listening, she um, was our kind of, if you want to say, host whilst we were over there. Steph works for Impact. She's a director of member services, Chicago local. She did an incredible job at planning and running the event. So there's a mad plug for her and also was fantastic at advising what to do in Chicago. If you ever find yourself in Chicago, you must go to The Bean, even though The Bean itself is boring. There is an awesome hot dog stand behind it and they sell the traditional Chicago dog or Chicago dog, as they say. And it was delicious. Is all I have to say. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to you, Steph. <laughs>
But thanks, Linda. It was really fun. I enjoyed that. Thank it you. was. Thanks for sharing, T. Of course.